podcast business? Podcast business? Podcast business? What's that business? It's a business. Podcast business? We actually have some news. Is this the part where we're supposed to read the press release? Yeah, we can read the press release since it actually exists. Who wants to read the press release? I'd be happy to. Read the press release. I would love to read the press release as soon as I call it up. Here read we go. the press release for our <clears throat> seven-figure deal. Metal Arc Boost content portfolio with the addition of four new shows. Mental Boost. Yes. Uh, new York, May date to be determined 2022. They're going to have to move that May date back. It's June yeah. now. Sorry. June. Metal Arc today announced four new shows, introducing new voices to its slate and greenlighting the renewal of familiar shows. In success of its relationship with DraftKings around the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gotts, Metal Arc continues to add new personalities to its network and scale up its content offering for its partner. Metal Arc quote. DraftKings quote. I guess they're going to add those later. Spencer, you're just supposed to read the part about us. Nope. Reading all the directions here. Okay. We're behind the scenes. They deserve everything. Mm. The new shows include Top Billing, baby. Top Billing in this. Shut top Down Full Cast. our good friend Hank Azaria? Yes. Shut Down Full Cast. In partnership with Metalark. Hosts Spencer Hall, Jason Kirk, Ryan Annie, and Holly Anderson will bring their flagship college football show, Shutdown Fullcast, underneath the Metal Lark umbrella. Shutdown Fullcast joins Fullcast After Dark, a live full college football recap show. That's a generous phrasing there. That returns for the a second season. College football show is a generous mm -hmm. phrasing. That returns for a second season with Metal Lark this fall. Y'all, it's in a press release. It's official. Also, you're listening to us right now. It's official. Uh, sorry that took so long. We had lawyers. Yeah, you get lawyers involved and people got to negotiate things and that takes a minute. You so. get lawyers involved when you're signing a <clears throat> seven-figure deal. How far over seven figures? Mind your business. Mind your own business. Mind your business. Mind your business. This is our business. To the Shutdown Full Cast, you are listening to the internet's only college football podcast. The voice you are hearing belongs to me, Spencer Hall, uh, live from Atlanta, Georgia, across the table from me here in the Shutdown Full Cast Satellite Studios. Don't tell people where I am. Is Holly Anderson? Say hello, Holly. Hello, Holly. You did the thing. Thank Satellite you. to what? Yeah. That's the secret shut down the, full cast studios the, at Epcot lair, Canada lair. where the sun the, yeah, the, the sun mm -hmm. the lair speaking of the sun uh, I actually believe that the sun revolves around the shutdown forecast, and oh, your shit. attempts to prove otherwise are impinging on my first amendment hey, rights I actually meant to tell you guys I believe that the earth is round but the moon is flat <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> the frisbee theory 
<laughs> the moon has frisbee. Speaking of the sun, here's Pastor Jason Kirk. Parts Unknown, a.k.a. Epcot Canada, as always, live from Epcot Canada. Hello, Jason. Spencer, have you practiced the welcome? Have you, have you like, kept the pipes in shape and all that? Not at all. Is, that, was a little that was a little wobbly. No, I, I wasn't confess. saying that. that. That certainly wasn't a critique. I think breaking it out uh, after not doing it for however many days, highly, highly respectable. I just wondered if you were um, keeping, the band, keeping the band in tune at all. No, I do a lot of hollering at the boys. So that's that, probably, I think that counts. I think that's basically I think that, that's basically what this podcast is. That's natural conditioning. You know, when athletes used to detail how they kept in shape in the off season, professional athletes in the fifties and sixties, it was things like tennis and fishing. And like smoking. Ted Williams, like, how do you keep in shape? Like, well, I fish six days I, a week. I grill. There's <laughs> our athlete. Hello, Ryan. Hi. Ryan is truly an endurance athlete this week. How we how are we feeling, Ryan? Fuck this. Fuck this. So like. I Can went, we? Are, are we allowed to say what has happened to you? Yeah, I went to. What happened is I went two years without getting COVID, and then right before the show fucking comes back, boom! COVID comes from my house. Smacks, Brad, smacks who, who all is the great. one? Who is the one non-COVID out of person in your house right now? In the last, uh, I think it's been six days. Everyone in my house, me, my wife, five-month-old, has. We've all gotten it at some point. Except the five-year-old who is just looking at all like, what's you guys? Why won't you play with me? Why would? You? But I will say, <laughs> COVID did lead to one delightful um, HBO Max uh, moment of movie melding for my wife. She's been trying to watch Death on the Nile. Oh which, no! Which she keeps. She she said she's no the new version. Yes. The, no. The Kenneth, we're gonna get to that. She okay. said she had tried, in healthy times, she had tried three times and fallen asleep every time. Uh -huh. So this time she was on bed rest. She's like, I'm going to try it again. Again, this time she had fucking COVID, so of course she fell asleep again. But she fell asleep for so long that when she woke up, another movie was on. And it was similar enough. It was still set in like World War One era. It had sort of like a similar look. And she was like, wow, this movie got a lot better. But what she was actually was watching was The King's Man. Yes! Oh, no! Yes! Oh, no! Yes! <laughs> okay, The King's Man will improve Death on the Nile. Yes. I will say this. Yes. But Which you, is you not, have... I think, what Kenneth Brada was going for. Don't don't let it. He heard that. I know. He heard that. Can but I no, just say, any, any movie that switches to The King's Man yeah. halfway through is an improved yeah. movie. Sure. I'm just, I'll put that out there. You could be watching... Uh, Italy's finest. You could be watching The Bicycle Thief, one of the most moving and well-composed films of all time, and if it switched to The Kingsman halfway through, no one would argue. I, would I, watch him. I haven't seen it, but she said that the same actor plays, who is it? Um, the King of England, uh, not Lennon, um, Czar Nicholas. Nicholas, and, yeah, Nicholas. Yeah, because they were all somebody cousins. else. Because they were all cousins. It's like the the German. Uh, it's the Kaiser, Kaiser. the Kaiser, the, the Kaiser. King of England, and uh, the Czar, because they were all cousins. And it's all just the same dude, like barely same guy. changing. Yeah. Get it? Okay. Get it? Get it? Do you get it? It's the movie subtle humor That's not that really me makes saying it. That. That's the movie. Get it? Yeah, we could, by the way, like in the middle of next season, if Mizzou Vanderbilt is interrupted halfway through by the King's Man. No one will complain. Uh -uh. No one. No, that's true. Uh -uh. They'd be like, man, this, this game just got a lot better. Uh -uh. Wow. Rasputin could fight. 
I didn't know that. <laughs> hey, speaking of world history. Mm-hmm. I have a game. A game? I have returned to you with a game. June 1st, a historic day. Uh, the return, the second return of the shutdown full cast. And it got me thinking, where does this stack up among other June 1sts in history? I have dived into the internet uh, through such outlets as Encyclopedia Britannica, which still exists on the internet. Uh, our best friend Wikipedia. I have gone through onthisday.com, which I encourage you all to visit because it has a weird pro-Dutch slant to all of its history. It will have all of these world events and then like the merging of two Dutch soccer clubs will just randomly pop up as a, a, a historic world event. Um, congratulations to whoever is controlling that from afar. Anyway, I have compiled a list of... I've selected roughly 70... Uh, years ranging from 4000 BC uh, to 2011 uh, and selected a historical event that occurred on June 1st of that day and we are going to draft June 1st this is a, a concept in the business that we call draft day because mm. uh, we, are, we are drafting a day <laughs> uh, I was going to do a I was going to do a random number generator uh, to determine who goes first, but I feel bad for Ryan, and also I don't know how long he's going to be able to remain upright, so we're going to go uh, clockwise from Ryan on my Zoom screen, so the draft order is going cool. to be Ryan, Jason, Serb, or Spencer. That is uh, how the NFL draft works when you think about it. It is, really and, just then, like, and then we will, will, we will yeah. who do we feel worse for? Time. We, yeah, we will, okay. of course, then serpentine. Okay. Uh, so, Ryan, if you would like to go first, you may pick a year between 4000 BC and 2011. And if you if you select a year that has not uh, that has not been selected, one uh, I will tell you the next closest. Okay, uh, I'm going to go. This is a really special year to me, and I think mm -hmm. to the show. I'm going to go with the year of Spencer's birth, 1955. 1955. All right, the closest. Not gonna laugh at that. The closest one we have there is 1957. Okay. Jeffrey Hawkins, the inventor of the Palm Pilot, is born in Huntington, New York. Damn. Like wow, you picked like the MVP of 1992. <laughs> the crea the enabler of all of your worst friends from the 90s. Uh, was born on this date in 1957. What? Congratulations, Ryan. Thanks. Uh, Jason, you're up. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, I had jotted down a list of historical June 1sts that seemed to be of interest to me. Um, I have sort of one per category criteria. Uh, I think of the funniest June 1st of which I am aware would be 1919 when uh, Finland where the average resident over the age of 15 drinks about a liter of alcohol per month, mm -hmm. um, which has been the case for the past 60 years, according to the studies. Uh, June 1st, 1919, Finland attempted alcohol prohibition. 
How'd that go? <laughs> it proved an utter disaster. It was repealed within 12 years after the emergence of organized crime. Um, it probably laid the groundwork for black metal. So it's that's it's mm-hmm. pro- the Finnish government is probably to blame for that. But I think Credit. that is quite possibly the funniest thing that has happened in the history of the world. They please note also that they started this in June. Mm-hmm. If they started this in January, I think Finland might have collapsed. Yeah, no. Yeah, they say the two factors that contribute to uh, Scandinavian alcoholism are uh, are the uh, gentle summer days and the long winter days. So <laughs> I don't know which would be more <laughs> dangerous I mean, to attempt this during. Think about it. You can probably drink real hard for about three months in the summer. Everything's cool. Life's great. You, you know, like things are awesome. There's plenty of sunlight. Your vitamin D's through the roof. You're hanging out with your bros. Everything's awesome. You're on the lake. And then suddenly one day, oh, no. Oh, no. I still have to drink, but there's no sunlight. And everything is bad and cold. Yeah. I'm so I sad. I think you're describing Chicago. Yeah, that's I am. <laughs> oh, in the summer, it's great. Don't yeah, how'd ever prohibition, believe that lie. How'd prohibition go in Chicago? By Swimmingly. The way? <laughs> Swimmingly. <laughs> Did that Pretty lead dope. to any particular <laughs> newsworthy events? It created heroes like Alphonse Capone. It gave Brian De Palma a career. I feel yeah. like so. I, I don't know. I don't know of many facts about Wisconsin during Prohibition. I feel like they just ignored it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think they got that telegram. We we declined to <laughs> states' rights. States' so or states' rights in a Wisconsin accent is what happened. There's just a guy with bolt cutters cutting every telegram line and phone line that day, right? Like, hello, <laughs> oh oh, we're gonna we're gonna secede from the frickin' you. Union. Marge, they didn't answer. <laughs> Milwaukee just went dark for 12 years. Just <laughs> nope. Sorry, can't hear you. <laughs> I didn't actually know until very recently how close Milwaukee is to Chicago. So, so which makes close. it even funnier because they're like, "What? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't, I didn't hear you. I was mowing, I was cutting the grass. <laughs> I was mowing the darn snow." <laughs> I mean, the evidence is that Chicago didn't get the memo either, from what I've seen. So I'm looking here, and Wisconsin, Wisconsin, basically after the Volstead Act enacted prohibition nationwide, six years later. Um, oh God, we Wis- started that in January. Pro the Vol- that took Rough. effect on January 17th. Rough. You dumbasses. Uh, after that, Wisconsin voters approved a referendum that was like, no, you can sell, like, low-alcohol beer. It's fine. It was just like, fuck Congress. <laughs> Nothing like that ever happened again, fortunately. Wisconsin's compromise was, will be Utah. It's okay. <laughs> the rest of you cannot have beer and will be Utah. You, Utah, if you take the lake and you break it up into mini lakes, here we are. Also, I want to know how subjective low alcohol beer was, right? Like, what's low alcohol beer? Eh, Carl, I'd say that's like 70%. 70? It was, yeah, it was 1926. Who's, who's like coming into the bar and testing it for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, low it's, it's, it's mostly not alcohol. <laughs> it's only 49 ABV. <laughs> low for Wisconsin, where again? To this day, there are grocery stores. Every grocery store I've ever been to in Wisconsin has a brandy aisle. Brandy Cave. I've seen that advertised. They make a geological formation. They create a monument of earth to brandy. The Brandy Cave. I've seen that in multiple grocery stores. I know we love Pennsylvania uh, and, and worship it as our greatest Go another show. Wisconsin's a close second. It's way, uh, it's, it's way up there. It's definitely top five. Yeah. 
Uh, pick three, Michael Serber. Most of the board, most of world history from year negative 4,000 to year 2011 is still in play. I'm going to make a pick based, like, purely for Michael Felder, friend of the program, because he loves horses, and I know this is the event and associated. And Chicago sucks. So and we're, Chicago we're sucks, and he really, he really wants to be on the heels of that conversation. So I'm going to go 4,000 B.C. Oh, the, I got to tell you guys, this is my favorite because apparently I've discovered during my research, scientists and historians have settled upon June 1st, 4000 BC as the approximate date for the domestication of the horse. How? How? <laughs> I don't know who decided this. If you know how this was decided, <coughs> please, uh, write, please write in, sound off in the comments. Um, Approximate domestication of the horse in the Eurasian steppes near Derevka, which is now central Ukraine. And then there's a note after this. Hypothesis only. New horse dropped. <laughs> new, horse, new horse. Coming June 1st. I too what? picked Dion Jordan 3rd. Is yeah. the source for the June 1st thing, is that like Bleacher Report or like comicbook.com or like... <laughs> no, but it, like... Is that, it is that onthisday.com website that has Dutch soccer threaded into like every third year. So I just I don't how, know this is how could there be Dutch joke. How could there be a day when we were like, yep, that was the day the horse... That was, the, that was the day when Carl walked up to that horse and looked it in the eye and said, you're... Tyranny is over, my friend. You are domesticated. <laughs> the only thing I could figure out is this is the first day. This is the first. They had carbon dated it, and this is the first recorded day where somebody approached a horse and didn't die. They sure. carbon dated somebody's ass prints on a horse's back. Yeah. Like, here is here is a whole here is a whole group of, of, of bodies, of, of skeletons that died over a period of roughly the same year. And here's the first one that doesn't have its skull kicked in. Now, I hope how they old found, is that one? I hope they found a journal, like an ancient caveman <laughs> yeah. journal. And it just before this, like all of May, all of April, it's like kicked in chest, kicked in <laughs> kicked chest, in chest, kicked yeah. in chest. <laughs> and then you get to June first, and it was like... And it's like new horse drive. It was like only softly kicked in chest, domesticated, stale. So we, you did it. <laughs> We, I think what happened is we found like the fossilized remains of the first horse girl, and oh, no. and she got yeah. this horse for her birthday, Prehistoric which was Brittany, on of course. June first. Yeah, uh, Kay Kaylee, Kaylee with an R somehow. It's, I think. Br it's yeah. Brittany with a K. Don't worry. It's Partner. This is this is in the dad annals. It's Partner Birch. Right. This is where some dad ascended to a new level of daddom by saying, "Not only did I purchase a horse, because I imagine that was a thing that girls were yeah. like, I really want a pony, even though ponies were these like skull kicking, ass biting monsters, you met a teenage right? Girl, of course they want those ponies. Right. And and every other dad was like, Yeah, it was awful. Three people died, but I got her a pony. And this dude was like, Yo, sugar cube. Like, he walked up, and the horses were like, it's over. Fuck, he's got a sugar Fuck. cube. Yo, he's got carrots. <laughs> carrots. So if we, date, if we date the first horse girl to 4,000 BC we can, in June 1st, we can say, what, August 1st is the first uh, instance of school bullying? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Also in 4,000 BC, horse girls, man, not even once. All right. Genghis Khan see. was a horse girl. Mm -hmm. You know? Aragorn a was a horse girl. Ponytails. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Horse girls have done a lot in history, if you think about it. Yeah. Mm. Certainly mm -hmm. the first. Uh, Genghis Khan, by the way, does make an appearance later on in our uh, in our June first calendar. Spencer Hall, would you like to 
see if you can guess where. Um, I will. I just want to get in the notes here. I'm just going to write it down. Ryan Nanny, quote, Genghis Khan did a lot, unquote. <laughs> no. How is Genghis that Khan away from here was not Genghis Khan a, horse was a horse girl? girl. There, and there are girl. many factors to consider about Genghis Khan. That is that is maybe the least controversial statement. Genghis Khan did do a lot. He did a lot of things. Horse girls are not a land of contrasts. I think <laughs> <laughs> horse girls equal fascism. Got it. Okay. Um, yes. What am I guessing again? A year. A year. <laughs> so you, June 1st. No, you had a specific one you want me to left get. On, June 1st. Uh, I was just saying if you could pick a year where Genghis Khan was left, but left on the board is year 195 BC through 2011. Oh, Man, I will take a lot, of, lot of lot of June 1st there where we were just like, yep, just celebrating our dominion over horses. No, that's where the horse girls had dominion over all the <laughs> that's earth. True. That's I true. Wanted, Schools out. I wanted to yeah. pick something from the stupid uh, balloon release, Hands Across America, collective stunt era. So I'm going to go 1983. 1983. 1983. Uh, I have 1982 and 1984 on the board. Uh, mm, pick pick one, pick one. I'm going to go to 82. Justine Anen. Belgian tennis player, seven-time Grand Slam singles title, Olympic gold medalist in 2004, was born in Liege, Belgium. Good player. Real good player. Great pl- I, I actually love Justine Anen. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. I'm, um, glad I could, you, I'm glad I could finally rep Belgium. Have you heard Have you heard what's happening at Nebraska, speaking of balloons? Oh, yes. Yes, we're no longer. But we're no not longer. because it's a terrible environmental hazard. And not because it's it's awkward to sit there holding a balloon for two quarters. While Ryan, why won't you why don't you fill us in for for those of us whose every podcast is a first balloon podcast? My COVID-addled memory is doing its best, um, but the Nebraska tradition of releasing balloons once Nebraska is it scores a touchdown first or scores first whatever the score we is. We don't know. It's, it's a some Nebraska kills a whole bunch of birds, right, and waterfowl, right. where and the crowd. Wildlife. All releases a red balloon um, is being, I think, done away with for this year because of helium supply issues, which is not because balloons are fucking terrible for the environment. Well, if helium supply issues are a thing, why is that annoying fucking balloon message dude on Instagram still around? Why isn't his stick fucking disappeared? Oh, shit. His don't float, right? Doesn't he doesn't he tack them to the wall? But they look helium-filled. You think that's they, how do, <laughs> lung air? You Are think you that's suggesting just... his lungs don't want it enough? I think it's his fault. I think you're correct. Okay, you are. Okay. I'll go all with right. that. So, so now I think we all know if Nebraska disappoints this year, Joe Biden's fault. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, unfortunately, you have to pick again as we begin our serpentine draft back towards Ryan. Okay, can I go? Uh, let's see. I want to pick a year where things were definitely going well. Uh, can we do... Uh, let's see, 1863. 1863. I will give you 1862 or 1864. I will go 1864. Oh, dear. Solomon George Washington Dill, white ally of African Americans, assassinated in his home by white terrorists in South Carolina. Never happened again. That's not good. No. I'm sorry. They were anxious. Mm. They were anxious. <laughs> This is a mental health issue for them. They were just anxious over the economy. That's yes, why. It's not good. A That's lot a has bad... changed since then. You got a bad June first. This yeah. is this is not one of those things. I do want to I do want to go back to the the Nebraska thing for one second. Hydrogen. It's just that easy. Everybody yeah. just carries a hydrogen. Non flammable hydrogen. Non flammable, stable, family friendly hydrogen. 
Yeah. That's what Nebraska fans should carry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, back to Cerber. Uh, pick a year, any year. Round two, pick two. This couldn't have been bad either. 1492. 1492. 1495. A monk, John Corr, records the first known batch of Scotch whiskey. Oh, damn. First known. No. So, so, so right now, Cerber's got hor- horses and whiskey? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Fuck. Strong, strong lead there by Michael Server. Man, Server, you're gonna have a good summer. Drunk horse, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk horse summer. All, all I got is a pong pilot. Yeah. <laughs> all right, round two, pick three. Jason Kirk, you're on the board. Uh, I am now. This is the sound of me deleting 1495 from my board. Dun, da, 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 Obviously, oh, man. It. it Obviously, it was on mine. Um, let's go with my favorite death from a June first. Uh, Adolf Eichmann yes. <laughs> was hanged. Yes. Was hanged near Jerusalem after being hunted down in Argentina on June first, nineteen sixty-two. Also, the Boston Red Sox lost a baseball game that day. <laughs> this, is, this is a bad day for Red Sox fans everywhere. <laughs> yes! what? No, is that this no? Is that anything? Bad- Bad day for fascists all over. <laughs> yeah. Folks, you can reach Spencer Hall at shutdownfullcast at gmail.com or 38Godfrey on Twitter. Uh, all right, Ryan, last pick of the second round. Pick a June 1st. Uh, I, so, so I think at this point it's clear that Spencer and I are picking totally blind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we gave everyone the choice of doing their research or not, and surprising absolutely no one, Jason is the one who has done research. Sure. Uh, what do you have for me in, like, the terrible late 90s? <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, late Oof. 90s. Let's try, uh, hmm. Do I have, like, a 98, a 97, anything like that? I have that? a 98. The European European Central Bank is founded in Brussels to define and execute the European Union's monetary policy. Okay. I have palm pilots and euros. Yeah, I am like really like. You're a type. You're a globalist. I am a (laughs) I am a globalist, and I'm cruising for. You listen to me, Ryan Eddy. (laughs) You're the problem. God, I'm becoming a banker. This show sucks. We'll find you at Davos. Okay, wait. I forget how serpentine drafts work. Does Ryan now pick again? Yeah, I go again. Sorry, Ryan. Go again. Fuck. Round Um, three. Let's go. All right. I think I need to, like, get out of the 20th century. Um, What can I have? Same, brother. What can I have from the 1600s? What can you have from the 1600s? Here, I'll, I'll throw a dart at 1650, and you tell me what it's nearest to. Okay, 1648. Okay, if I'll take I told it. you, if I told you the uh, in 1648 on June 1st that the Roundheads defeated the Cavaliers at something called the Battle of Maidstone, uh-huh. what sport would you think that was? Um, uh, Irish hurling. Close. It's the Second English Civil War. All right. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Also, no- notably, that's uh, UVA taking another loss. <laughs> Yet another football loss. <laughs> For UVA. I actually have a dick-punching joke in here, but it's in a different year. England's a basketball school. There's actually, actually you know, I can, <laughs> I can go ahead and, uh, let's see. You don't, by the way, we don't hear about that, right? You're not like, hey, man, who are we facing in the Olympics in basketball? Like, England. Ooh, no. 
Does England have an Olympic basketball? What would that even? I'm having trouble even. They have to, that. right? What would that even look like? Luol like, Deng was basketball. on the the British team, right? Oh, it that's look, right. It would look like Philip Seymour Hoffman playing basketball. Five. Great Britain men's national basketball. Wait, wait. Guess what year the Great Britain men's national basketball team was formed? 1998. 2006. I was underbid. Oh my god. That's younger than Alex Kirshner. I bet they wear clothes on the court that they took from home with just a name tag, right? Like Britain. Mm. That's us. They oh, went, right. oh man, they went one in four at the 2012 Olympics, which were held in London. That's just, who, oh, who did they sucks. beat? I'm going to find out. Hold on. Yeah, find out who they who beat. lost to the England? It's probably Belgium again. Uh, let's see. They were in group. Did they beat Wales? <laughs> Where are you? See, that's something, though, that, like, France is very good at basketball, mm -hmm. and yeah. that implies to me that, that, by rule, England has to be atrocious at it, right? Like, there are very few things that both of them value okay, culturally, mm. right? Like, that's a good point. It's pretty much like soccer and rugby All right, are the only here are the, two things. Here are the scores. Great Britain's first match at the 2012 Games. Lost to Russia by 20 points. <laughs> oh! After that, lost to Brazil by five points. After that, lost to Australia by 31 points. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. Before that, they lost to Spain by just one point. And wow. in, their last, in their last match of the tournament, they were 0 for at this point, they beat China 90 to 58. I'm call what this the, the hell? cream team, as in scones. Yeah, that's. Wow. China must have been tanking. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're right. just at that let's go home stage. Wouldn't be the first time. Honestly, with honestly, like respectable losses to a pretty good Brazil and and Spain team there, so not as bad as I thought they would be. China, China was with the China was definitely the worst team in the group. They were zero and five. Uh, Great Britain, yeah, Great Britain had a bad time. They should let Stefan Marbury play for the Chinese national team. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for for England. <laughs> His name is Stefan Marbury. Marbury. If England were more acceptable in general of folks coming in from other countries, maybe they wouldn't have this problem. Oh, Lord Marbury? Absolutely. That Lord, sounds like a Down Abbey character. Lord <laughs> Marbury. Lord Marbury. <laughs> he died of blood poisoning. No, you know, in, in very, you know what they would do with this during like post-1066 if somebody mm -hmm. came over and, and they had to accept him into society is they would say, you know, like, oh, he's long lost French nobility. So like mm -hmm. they, they try and... In, in true English fashion, in like the country house era, they would attempt to gussy up your background to make it seem as though they hadn't had to accept you in, as though that you had always been some kind of upper crusty, lost lost cousin of sorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They should do that yeah. with like Cody Rhodes. No, but I'm saying it's really, Lord Rhodes. it's really easy to do when you walk in the door with a name like Marbury. Yeah, right. no, he's already halfway there. Yeah. Welcome to the Star Chamber, sponsored by Converse. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, round. Three, pick two. Pick a June 1st. Hmm. Um, I think this time around I'm going to go with the most life-changing formative June 1st for me, which would mm -hmm. be June 1st, 1999, the day that Napster debuted. Mm. I don't have that on my board. That is very powerful. This Just... was when we went from uh, diving to tape stuff off of the radio Mm -hmm. And instead began downloading files that were named poorly by an eight-year-old in Idaho or something. You could put anything on Napster mm -hmm. and someone would download it. So why wouldn't That's you? That's true. 
As long yeah. as you as long as you named it something that w- would be found in a search. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. As as long as you named it fucking um uh, uh, uh outcast featuring Eminem featuring Feature- Zach De La Roca featuring, featuring yeah. Bono. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I bet this is incredible. Mm-hmm. The uh the IRL version of this, by the way, was any uh Asian night market where you bought cds if you purchased like frank sinatra's greatest hits mm-hmm. it would just like you sometimes you would put it on and it would just be a guy in his apartment in taipei singing like night and day <laughs> with an ostrich delightful. with an ostrich in his apartment because he was breeding ostriches because it's taipei that's a and, fun surprise yeah. let's go to the bono of this particular crew cerber what is your third round pick no uh, he's the edge yeah uh, no, I, was, I didn't mean that bono sucks he I'm really sorry. does I just suck you were musically gifted <laughs> Thank you. Thank, but thank you. you. Don't suck. I'm sorry. That was thoughtless of me. No, it's okay. It's not okay, but it's okay. I forgive you. Uh, I'm building a team here, and I've got a good one going. 1926. I'm adding Andy Griffith. 1926. Andy Griffith, <laughs> born in Mount Airy, North Carolina. And now he he's just, drunk on a horse, won. baby. Yeah, you just won. Excellent. Excellent. Marilyn Monroe was also born on this day, but we had to make a call. Spencer, over to you. I am going to take 1738. 1738, the closest <laughs> I can get you is 1773. Ah, okay, Spencer, you've made a great pick. Volrad Voltamed rescues 14 sailors at the Cape of Good Hope from the sinking ship De Young Thomas by riding his horse into the sea seven times. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. Both he and his horse, Vonk, drowned on his eighth attempt. Vonk. <laughs> wait, wait a second. Wait a second. What? <laughs> there was a sticker on the horse that cl- clearly said, like, rescue attempt limit seven. And he was like me. He was like, ah, that sticker's lying. It's got fuel in the tank. It's got, yeah, this in, horse isn't on in E. In what other way was he like you? Vonk. He named his horse Vonk. Fair enough. <laughs> Which was Dutch for that ass. I'm telling you, see, look, I stuck with this weird website because every once in a while Dutch history would pull up a banger like this. Vonk. That, God, that horse had to be so pissed. <laughs> he had to be Can like, you imagine? He had to be like, I was that not horse built has for- been on a boat. From, Dude, I'm not, from I'm not the built Netherlands for this. to the Cape of Good Hope and then yeah. drown trying to get a fucking sailor who would probably never even fed him an apple. You realize I'm not a boat, right? <laughs> you know I have legs, right? You know what the horse was thinking? And this on domestication day. This. <laughs> on the, the cruelty. We never, we never should never. have bent the knee. We never, never should have bent the knee. We All never first. should have let you sit on us. <laughs> The Dutch Horse Rebellion began on June 2nd mm-hmm. of 1770. In memory of Vonk. Vonk Strong. All for fucking carrots. With Hashtag, cry, with... hashtag Vonk Strong. We can't, see, we can't find them under the ground because they're clever, but we, we love them. Horses? <laughs> what? No, Thank you for establishing that this carrots. podcast is pro. Oh, 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 I got it. Okay. I thought I thought I thought the <laughs> horses like, were tunneling. Horses I thought the, I thought the horses were like badgers. <laughs> you know, Riding can't this prove down. they're not. That full, wouldn't full. that wouldn't be the last pick on my draft board of tunneling animals. Hey kids, when your parents tell you not to play around in the sewers, it's because there's horses down there. <laughs> Sewer horse. <laughs> Animal of mystery. Hey, look at that. We're back to Ryan to close out round three. 
Um, Ryan Pikachu for eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. I will give you eighteen ninety six. Okay. Irish playwright George Bernard Shaw marries Charlotte Frances Payne Townsend in London. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. That's nothing. That's no. nothing. No, it's not. Shaw sucks. Sorry. I should have. St- I think I take I him over studied. the Palm Pilot guy though. Hey, you get to pick again though. Um, nineteen ten. 1910. I will give you 1950. Okay. Oh, here's a great one. Okay. Because I want you to, I'm going to say this, but I want you to picture instead of historically, we know how it went, how you think it went. Okay. Germany conducts the first air raid over England via Zeppelin. We're back to balloons. <laughs> I, I, I am trying to figure out what they thought the element of surprise would be here. Mm-hmm. Everybody run! Wait, wait. No, we can walk. We're Everybody good. amble. Yeah. Amble. I am not looking up. I'm deliberately not looking up to see whether this was successful. I am not great at World War One history. I don't want to know. This sounds funny as shit. The thing about World War One is that nothing was successful. So no. That's yeah. True. Like this is. They're not any better at, at 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 fighting from the air than they are from fighting in big old horse trenches on the ground. Oh. The, anyway. I think the main thing is like uh, the the psychological impact of, boy, the sky is ugly now. <laughs> Those bastards have made our sky ugly. How do you rec- how do you reckon how long did this is the did they fly over any chavs because like all this takes is is like one guy with a Roman candle, and you well, put these were, fuckers down. Well, what were they do like? What was what do you do? I don't understand what you do when you air raid with a Zeppelin. I, I like, don't either, you, and I didn't look it up for humorous effect, but now I kind of want to know. Basically, you're a vandal on a on a balcony. That's sure. really what you are. <laughs> a, a moving you're balcony, just, yeah. You're just a vandal on a balcony throwing shit. That's yeah, all you you're are. You're doing stupid shit like dropping dynamite <laughs> by hand. Are you pooping? Okay. Are you, are you pooping off the side of the Zeppelin? This Why says, wouldn't you? You're, you're in England. Ah, the I don't know if this website is any good, but this says the first air raid resulted in the death of two civilians. They got pooped I mean. on. <laughs> yeah. Which, um, the same night, another Zeppelin attacked and two more people died. It's very efficient. Look. Very efficient. Okay. Like, that's yeah. like 5% of the economy to fly that fucking balloon across the water. <laughs> we, we got two of those bastards. Like, Germany fuck. wanted World War One go for you. Dr. Robotnik has a higher hit rate than this. Jesus Christ, you guys. Yeah. Like, like oh. basically, Britain was like, ah, a light breeze. We're good. Hey, it's I like, know, uh, I'm sure real quick, North how English... many Zeppelins are we going to need to subjugate all of England? <laughs> Several million. million. You, literally can't of, you can't fit enough of them in the sky over London to take out all the people you need to take out. Also, like, wouldn't you be better just crashing the crashing the zeppelin yes! into the water supply Statistic- or something? Statistically, yeah. you could have done more. Now, can I? Can but, I give but, you but, but imagine the, the the zeppelin approaching, making its kamikaze dive at fucking Majora's Mask <laughs> speeds. Yeah. Oh God, here it comes. Oh God, here it comes. Two days later. <laughs> Oh, God, here it comes. So, <laughs> the city's been evacuated long before. So, listen, Jane is, Jane Coaster is screaming at us right now. Listen, 
here's the first, and I, I intend to not learn any more about this because I know that the more I learn, the less funny it will get. But here is the first line from the Zeppelin Raids article in the UK's National Archives. Before the 20th century, civilians in Britain had been largely unaffected by war. I maintain that this continued during the Zeppelin <laughs> <laughs> Um, I find myself largely unaffected by the Zeppelin directly above me. <laughs> Did y'all know the Zeppelins were named after a dude called, named Count von Zeppelin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, also, also like, super pioneer in terms of massive government graft. So, wait, because... I want to I wanna back up for one second. You're telling me that one Dutch dude with a horse saved more people <laughs> from a sinking ship than Zeppelins killed? If you ain't Dutch, you ain't yeah. much. Yeah. Basically, the Germans could have smuggled in a guy on a horse with a gun to run through London, <laughs> and it would have been way more effective than Be like, listen, as long Zeppelin. as you get five, we're making the Zeppelin crew look like fucking this idiots. Like, yeah, the, the, the internal arguments in the German military, the Zeppelin faction versus the anti-Zeppelin oh, faction. Yeah. Okay, the the anti-Zeppelins no, are this like... real. The, the okay. anti-Zeppelins are like, just give me a goddamn knife. And <laughs> not only will I kill three people, I will stab your Zeppelin. <laughs> Here's an excellent usage of passive voice from this same National Archives article. It was realized that Zeppelins were extremely vulnerable to explosive shells. <laughs> they, could, they couldn't have. They couldn't have known. Maybe, maybe they mean it was realized like how you how you like realize a dream you've always been um, striving for. Mm -hmm. Ryan, it sounds like that might have been the case because the next sentence is Zeppelin raids were called off in 1917, by which time. That's one year later, by which time 77 out of the 115 German Zeppelins had been shot down or totally disabled. Can I give you my favorite? All right, there's two facts about this I love. The German military was going to wisely cancel this program. However, <gasps> the public clamored for more Zeppelins and donated oh, yeah. private money to keep it going. That's how Zeppelin like mad Germans were. A big German poster with the Zeppelin says, "Bring it back." Yeah, bring, no, that was it. It they was bring the back Zeppelin our big like boys. They love the big boat stuff. They were. They, they, were they were like, "Our large is, floaty sons need to come back." I mean, this, this is this, this is, is how like our military started, works. Yes. This, this like we yeah. buy, buy more F 35s Everybody's They got fucking an F suck. <laughs> buy more. This is like if we started selling war bonds for the Macy's Thanksgiving parade. No, except they go funded. They go. Yeah, funded I want to see Charlie Brown bomb the Middle East. They go funded me this shit. They were like, yes, yes, bring us the large balloons with sailors on them. I want to see that big fat fanny flying through the air. Our fat son is ready to shatter heaven. That was what they all said. And they were like, no, old man, take your psycho fail balloons and put them in the sky. That's what oh, they really oh, did. I don't we like can't it. Tell when, jokes. I don't like it when we launch a Zeppelin and more of our guys die than their guys. Well, too fucking bad. Put that big balloon in the sky. Do you think Meanwhile, it's possible what? that people just liked watching Zeppelins blow up? They're like, Maybe. holy shit, that's amazing. Meanwhile, German, me, German meanwhile. pride. They're really bored. It's World War One. Nothing is happening. So when you hear that, like, oh, literally a headline emerged that's mm -hmm. any different from the day before, we should do and that again. And compared to how, like, slowly the trench, the, like, the lines advanced in the trenches, you're uh -huh. like, holy shit, that Zeppelin's moving, baby. Look at that. <laughs> if you fly a Zeppelin over the trench and they're all, like, blown away by the speed. <laughs> Oh, they did six months in just an hour. How did that happen? Meanwhile, there is one German general sitting in the corner of the table with his head in his hand, <laughs> muttering this. If you just give 
Gustav. Two, gu- two guns and a bunch of matches. Everything <laughs> in London's fucking flammable. I get him a horse. He goes around which shooting is, people in the head. Which is more embarrassing. How did you, how did you fly giant bombs over England and not light England on fire? Uh, even on accident? Yeah. It was insanely flammable. They were just like, yeah, children sleep better with a can of open gasoline by their cribs. Like, that was, like, basically the architecture of English society at that point was engineering everything to kill children and make everything catch fire. London, notoriously flammable. If you have a great fire named after your city, drop something flammable on it. That seems to be, like... No German did the research, and instead they were like, our big floaty psycho boys, let's put them in the sky and kill three people. I think it's too much pride in German engineering. Yeah. Like, no, no, our balloon will not crash. Well, it, you know, it really should. Because, like, if, it, <laughs> if you simply crash the balloon, you went, nope, sorry, German engineering, too good America, to crash. America has the F-35. This is the F-350. I will also, this is my, my other favorite fact about this is they started test flights on this particular line in 1909 with LZ-1, and they crashed so many of them that by the time they got to 1913, they were on LZ-17. So here's the problem. Well, not not here's the problem, but here's, here's part of why this is able to do this is because it takes relatively little building material to construct something because it's mostly flammable gas. So, like, you can actually build a you can build a lot of them for more for for less material than you might think. So they could just keep doing this. But they numbered them, so you knew exactly how many times they'd failed, right? Yeah. Like, oh, that's LZ twenty two. Where's LZ twenty one? About that. <laughs> Like, in, in the sky over England, the ozone is, like, noticeably thin because of all the German zeppelins that just keep releasing fumes into the atmosphere, oh. failure by failure. And today we have Nebraska fans. By the way, some Russian dude shot one of these down. Like, Z... Like, like no, yeah, Z, ah, dude! Z5. It was like these. Z5 was brought down by gunfire, ground fire at the Battle of Tannenberg. Meaning, like, Vlad is sitting there with his muzzle loader, right? And he just pulls it up and shoots it. And, like, a dude he's in like, GTA, oh, he's, look- he's like, whoa, I did it! This is gonna look great in the Kings, man. This is gonna be so cool. <laughs> It's going to look so sick. They're going to make a movie about this one day where Rasputin's just like having lots of sex and kicking ass and fights. And the other guy's like, what's a movie? Yeah, what's a... Shut up, you're ruining this. Ryan, you had a rough first couple of rounds of this draft, but you have made up a shit ton of ground. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I forget if that was the last pick of the third round or the first pick of the fourth round. I think it was... I think it was the first pick of the fourth round. I think that you're right. Spencer, would you like to make the second pick of the fourth round? I seem to be doing better the farther back in history I go, so I'm going to go to 1520. 1520. 1533. Ah, another what could go wrong here. Anne Boleyn, Henry VIII's new queen, is crowned. I am just picking nothing but winners. Vonk the horse. What do you mean? She's she's queen. Yeah, yeah. And stayed that way. Yep. Michael Serber, <laughs> round four. What's your pick? Uh, let's. So, in 1942, America began uh, sending Lindley's materials to the Soviet Union. Um, and a month and a half later, Hitler decided to begin his march on Stalingrad in the winter in How'd the Soviet that go? Union. So, just further evidence of the Germans doing really stupid shit. <laughs> uh, also, the Soviet Union, I think. 
uh, I might be remembering this wrong, but I remember learning in school that to this day, the Soviet Union's uh, response to the Lend-Lease Act and to the Lend-Lease materials was like, nah, it wasn't helpful. We were fine. <laughs> All um, right. Jason Kirk, round four. Pick a June 1st. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go with a, uh, just to memorialize an American hero. 1966 was the day that a former oh, no. World War I soldier died. Uh, he was also a Brooklyn Robins outfielder, a gentleman by the name of Dick Cox. I thought you were going towards a different kind of war hero. Uh, 1966 is the birthday of one Greg Schiano, June 1st. Yeah, we had to we had to get rid of one dick to uh, for another <laughs> to be born. That's how Buddhism works, I think. Yeah, it's, there's a limit on the number of dongs. Mm-hmm. Buddha said that. All right. Uh, let's see. What do we think? One more round. Yeah, do one more. Oh wait, Ryan. So Ryan, this is the uh, shit. Ryan, pick. Okay. I don't know what um, this is. I don't think we've done anything from the 20s, so give me 1924. 1920. You know what? I'm going to give you a mulligan. Pick another one. This is just Howard Hughes marrying his first wife. 1928. Howard Hughes marrying his ninth wife. <laughs> ah, shit. Man, um, man was busy. Tell you what. I'm going to give you 1939. Cleavon Little, <laughs> born in Chickasha, Oklahoma. I'll take it. Thank you. I'm helping. Just trust me, I'm helping. Ma'am, I am not from Havana. Pat Boone was born in 1934 on June 1st in Jacksonville. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Whoa. That's a violent Pat Boone opinion. Fair enough, fair enough. That's what Pat Boone deserves. Um, Can I pick my favorite one from this era? I want to trade uh, one of these. So, have you all seen Gone with the Wind? No. Yes. Okay. You know, okay, so you know Leslie Howard, Ashley, and Gone with the Wind, Mm -hmm. who is generally regarded by any and all who see the movie as the biggest kind of ninny shit, Mm -hmm. uh, went off to war for the British uh, at at 50, and on June 1st was shot down and died, uh, uh, had his plane shot down by Nazis and died in 1943. Acting. Anyway, sorry, Leslie Howard, I've been besmirching you my entire life. Um. But sounds like you were sounds like you were a lot more about it than you than you pretended to be on screen. Also born on June first in nineteen fifty nine, one Martin Brundle. Martin Brundle. Martin Brundle. On the grid. On Asking the grid. awkward questions. <laughs> All right, uh, Jason. I'm torn here. Uh, I have two left on my board. Um, <clears throat> let's just wow. empty. It, let's empty the clip. What you got? Well, okay. Uh, first, I'll select my favorite birth. June first birth would be 1981. Brandy Carlile, the singer. Hell yes. Uh, she is joined and supported on backup, playing the drums. I think is Carlos Zambrano. Uh, anytime a 275-pound pitcher is born, it must be heralded <laughs> by a star in the sky. The number one movie in this day, <laughs> on this day, in America, was by Cheech and Chong, and a segregationist Perfect. congressman died. What a great fucking day! What an excellent year. <laughs> I think you win. Yeah. What a busy day with lots of great stuff happening. Uh, Cerber, pick a, pick a final June 1st. Uh, 1796. 1796. Tennessee is admitted as the 16th state of the United States. Yeah. Ugh. Tennessee has been uh, a university longer than Texas has been a state. Don't forget that. 
You know what's wild is two years before this in the same day, it was Kentucky. Like, yep. ju- June 1st, we just keep letting these things. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're sorry, Meth everybody. You should, maybe, uh, <laughs> you should maybe really watch out for watch out for June 1st because look what's getting in under the floorboards. June 1st, that's, you know, that's a vacation day, so I assume that the people in charge of keeping pe- certain states out of the union, they went on vacation on, like, you know, mm. May thirty first. They were like, "My son's gonna be in charge today. He's yeah. he's in charge of all off." I say Tennessee. God damn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you let Kentucky in? Jesus. <laughs> all right, Spencer, pick your final June first. Uh, I am going to take thirteen eighteen. Closest I can get for you is twelve fifteen, uh, which is what is now Beijing, then a city of over one million, uh, is captured and looted for a month by the Mongols under. Horse girl Genghis Khan. I think you mean liberated? liberated. I mean captured and looted for a month. Hey, that's a lot, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's some, Listen, what did I tell you about horse girls? That's a lot. Right. That, that I'm going to say this. I know we're talking about Genghis Khan. That seems like too much looting. Mm. Now, if you loaded a Zeppelin up with horse girls and unloaded it in London, that's shit's oh, done. Yeah. World, War, World War II never happened. Exactly. That's right. World War One finished that shit. Remember, right. the one general over there just like, give me horse girls, and I'll put them in London, and they will burn the whole thing down. Horse for 14 adorable days. <laughs> 14 adorable days. The cutest looting you will ever see. Instead, you get the stupid balloons. All right. I have one more fact, by the way, about my guy. Uh, do do that, and then I will I will I will tell some more. Uh, my guy, some more June Wolrad Waltamade, uh, the guy who rescued everybody with his majestic horse Vonk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was not immediately a hero. Uh, the general opinion of the captain, and uh, the general opinion at the castle was that he was, was. What are you fucking doing? That's a horse. Was that he was an <laughs> officious fool who lost his life unnecessarily. And in the first official report back to Holland, he's not even mentioned, though considerable space is devoted to the 18 boxes of money providentially saved. Hell yeah. Money can't buy. Oh, wait. Money can't buy horses. Fuck. But it can't buy a horse's respect. That's that's right. It can't buy the stupid balloons. That's why it took so long in 4000 BC. They didn't have money. Holly, mm-hmm. before you regale us with more June firsts in history, mm-hmm. I would like it to be known that uh, June first is the day every every year where we celebrate one of the worst named uh, international days. Is ever. it World Milk Day? It's World Milk Day. <laughs> oh, that is that is one of the worst phrases I've ever heard. World international Milk Day. Dairy tummy. Milk is fine. Milk is fine, but somehow putting the word "world" in front of it makes me uncomfortable. I think it makes it appropriate that our that our Mister Irrelevant pick, the final pick, June first, twenty twenty two, is the return of the shutdown full cast, which is the milk tummy of podcasts. Zeppelins, Zeppelins, the stupid balloon. <laughs> Horse girls versus balloon boys: the story of Germany's <laughs> World War One planning. You know, we can write our own textbooks now. And that, that's really just what we're doing. I think we could sell that to Netflix. I think we could sell Horse Girls versus Balloon Boys. Just to go back in time of World War One and give the journey, be like, hey, listen, all you need to do is invent Love Island, and England will come to a standstill. <laughs> Balloon Boys of Summer. They will produce nothing. This war will be over. Uh, we I'm have... going to go lie down now. Let's 
take some calls. We have a call line now. We have a call line now. But 704-765-2278 is the shutdown full cast. Um, what are we calling it? Power line. The power line. Hour of power. I don't know. Both of those suck. I don't know. Let's call it something else. Uh, but we have uh, we have some messages from some folks who, when we tweeted out this number blindly, did just call in and talk to it. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, Server, do you want to start with 435 DJ from Utah? This is the only person who called in and left his name. So, so he gets to go first. Hey, this is DJ from Utah. What's up? End of message. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, DJ. Guys, guys what's up? Hey, DJ. Uh, U- Jason, Utah what's DJ. Up? Utah DJ, you're going to hear a lot of Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Oh, that came on Garth Channel yesterday. <laughs> Garth had Imagine Dragons on the Garth Channel yesterday. Uh, Cerber, what's up with you? Oh, with me? Um, I replaced my Tahoe. Ooh, with what? Well, it's a it's a it's a Ranger, but it's Georgia red, and I felt okay. like it was a fair trade. Okay, okay. Have you what what have you got emblazoned on the back of it yet? Have you decorated it? I put a hand in the dirt sticker on that some bitch. Okay, okay, good. good it good. looks fine as hell in the back of the window. Right. Um, but I do miss the Tahoe, and I miss the full cast. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Hope y'all are well. Oh, oh, there was more. <laughs> that was sweet. nice. He probably doesn't miss it now. No, no, probably not now. It's like it's back. Oh, okay. I'm calling about the used Tahoe you posted on Craigslist. Already sold it, buddy. Um, if you could give me a call back, I'd really appreciate it. Uh. Oh, that was him hearing through the ether that you had already sold your Tahoe, clearly. Yeah, poor guy. Sorry, man. Next they time. Move, they move fast, man. They move fast. Pe- people, people just love the Tahoe. Oh. The area code 253 mm-hmm. is Tacoma, so I guess that's what it sounds like up there. Yeah. When they when they attempt the vowel sounds. Yeah, but I guess now being an official Feinbaum cast member, he's addressing me. Mm. So, yes, that's, that's doing it right. I'm going to give that a four out of five. Uh, I don't know what this number is supposed to be doing, but uh, pretty excited that it's up on the internet, so I just dialed it. Uh, I just want to point out, True Samir's tri-tip only has four ingredients on top of it. If you're using like a, a sauce of any variety, you're doing it wrong. It should be on, onion powder, garlic powder, salt, and pepper. You do that over some white coals uh, until internal temp reaches around 125 to 135. Uh, things will end up all right. Uh, do that with some pinto beans. You got good Santa Maria barbecue. Thanks. Uh, Non-West Coast dwellers, have y'all ever tried Santa Maria tri-trip? It is very fine. Quality. Outstanding. Yes. I'm not one to argue, but I'm not a meat prescriptionist in general. Mm. There's probably another way to do tri-tip, but I will happily accept this as your definitive answer. I like that. Not a meat prescriptionist. That's a good Mm-mm. way to be. Yeah. Hi. This is the guy who found the rib truck that was like 20 for $49, uh, the prime rib. I went back to check and it's gone now, but I'm planting some sweet corn right now. Do y'all want some in like two and a half months or so? All right, bye. I'd love some corn. Yeah, I'll take some. Uh, this caller is referring to a truck that was, there are several of them that have been spotted around Atlanta where you can get via this truck's advertisement, 20 ribeyes for $40. I found one a couple weeks ago, which is what set off this conversation, that said 20 for 35 
I need to know everything. Is this a is this a splinter cell of the twenty four forty group? Are these warring siblings? Are they lovers? Mm-hmm. Do they have an extremely heated and a little too rough intercompany softball league? Yeah. Um, what is the deal with the different pricing on the steak trucks of Atlanta? Please call in 704-765-2278. Oh, no. Hey! <laughs> what are you talking about in here? Are you talking about the fuck Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Thank that you, was Congressman. Good. Oh, wow. Thank you. Hey, I don't know if this is where I call to remind people that the Georgia Bulldogs are the reigning national champions, but it's been a long time since Florida won one. It's true. It's been a really long time. That is true. Wow, I'm glad Ryan wasn't here to hear that. That might have killed him. Hey, this is Shutdown Fullcast. I'm a Georgia Bulldog. Just calling to say congratulations to me, myself, and I on the great Mm. win that I did. Um, (laughs) Yep, that's right. We're the national champions. Uh, but I will always, in my heart, love and support Pitt. Thank you very much to all of you shut down full casters, uh, especially, let's see, well, I was going to say especially Holly, and I think I'll stick with that, especially Holly. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. I will take credit for this national championship. Thank you, caller. Won't he do it? And by he, he means him. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I was just wondering when uh, uh, y'all were uh, bringing the Tahoe around the shop, uh, mine's been a little lonely. I'll talk to you later. Uh, go dogs. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that genuinely hit me in the heart. I know. This poor Tahoe needs a needs a playmate. The Tahoe dog park. Oh man. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Did we? Is that our first new business idea? This of the is new our era? first new business of the new era. We oh. are establishing a dog park, but for cars. Oh hell yes. Hi. Will Pad. Go dogs. Mm. Is that uh, legal? Hail Hydra. Other things of that sort. Oh, this Bye. is a spy. That's a spy. Yeah. That's somebody trying to sneak into our ranks by saying all the shit he knows we like. Like um, Georgia and Alabama and squid. Yeah. Hydra's a squid, right? This person needs to show ID. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Don't believe you. Wow. How about this? I mean, it. <laughs> I'm told there's no one on the other end, but I mean, one time I put a message in a Mountain Dew bottle and threw it into Lake Michigan, and um, I haven't, I never heard anything back, but I'm confident someone got it. That's the spirit. Oh. <laughs> thank, Bye. thank you for bringing a little Godspeed, you Black Emperor, to this podcast. That- okay. That is all the voicemails we have for today. If you would like your thoughts heard on the Shutdown Fullcast, you may call us at 704-765-2278. That's 704-SOLcast. Hail to the sun god, Ra. Hundreds of Andes. Thousands of Andes. Galloping. Vonk. We're going to, uh, we're going to go ahead and ask everyone in earshot, Go ahead and please submit your dad disasters, your dad disasters for next week's episode. We will be surveying a catalog of the finest paternally generated, uh, for like uh, just absolute catastrophes 
that have been perpetrated by dads. All right, so go ahead, submit those to shutdownfullcast at Gmail. If that is your preferred, um, you could go ahead. Can we leave that on the hotline? Yeah, you can, you can hit us on Twitter. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, you can email us. But, but tell us, we're, we're going to continue our beloved disaster series, which is already a podcast uh, playlist of its own on Spotify, lovingly curated by Ryan. If you've never seen it, check it out. Uh, we're pretty united in thinking it's our best work, but in honor of Father's Day this year, we are collecting dad disasters. Dad disasters. Count von Zeppelin was a dad. Uh, I have no doubt that he was a dad. Anyone who loves Zeppelin, that, Zeppelin's that much as a dad. Yeah. Now, are these are these parent? Are you guys thinking in terms of parenting disasters, or are you thinking about your own fathers? Well, with my dad, there's a fair number to choose from. I mean, from. I know parenting disasters could be its own show, so maybe that's a future disaster, but... I mean, one I think, of my first... Uh, some mom disasters are actually dad disasters. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, we're, yeah. what as, we're looking for here is dad disasters. Yeah, dad dad in spirit. As as always on the Shutdown Full Cast, uh, gender is imaginary, just like money. Uh, anyone can be an uncle. My dad. dad. My dad deciding to cut my hair to save money for the first day of seventh grade that's a mom disaster i would that's a parenting disaster it is dad forward though dad thought you know i'm gonna go ahead and give this boy a real haircut for the first day of seventh grade thus ensuring that seventh grade would be one of the two or three worst years of my life just getting it off to a great start this featured into our very first ever disaster show which was lawn care disasters but if you would like an example uh look to the time my father on his maiden voyage with his power washer severed the cable and phone lines going into our home one time i sat and watched my dad go mudding in a brand new 1987 mercury sable 